You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others and lessons learned along the way and interesting things that people are doing and working on new projects so that we can help you with your NFT journey wherever you might be if whether you're just starting out or maybe you've been in it for a little bit like me and like my guest today and still trying to figure things out because I am I'm learning new things every day, like many people out there. And I'm excited to have a guest with me today, my friend Ryan Cook. Ryan is a sales and marketing leader, a strategic planner, talent development specialist. He's also the VP of business development at Murphy Auto Group in Tampa and an avid NFT enthusiast, collector, and creator. And he's got a couple of projects that he's working on as well that he's going to tell us about. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy, and uh, great intro. Hopefully, I can uh, live up to that and uh, entertain and maybe even educate your audience a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, entertain kind of- and educate, educate. I think they call that edutainment, which would be a lot of fun. You and I met through the VFriends community, essentially, and really at a live in-person event right before NFT NYC in New York City last, I think, October 2021. We ran into each other at a, a kind of a smaller event where Gary Vee was speaking with Jimmy Eath and we had both flown up, you know, essentially to get in there and meet Gary and meet some of the other people in the room. And while I did get a chance to meet Gary and give him a copy of my book, which was like the main reason why I went there, you know, it's one of those things like I, it's memorable for me. I know he'll never remember, you know, probably never remember that. Right. But what's actually the most valuable thing that came out of the event is all the people I met there, you, and I met so many other really great people at that event because it was so like, it was kind of smaller and concentrated. It seemed to attract some really great people. Yeah, I have made a lot of what will hopefully be lifelong friends, I guess at this point, probably year-long friends from that exact same event. And it's funny because you're talking about if Gary remembers, I know you took a picture with him in your book, but I remember when we met because we were the only two that were wearing jackets as opposed to uh, the hoodie uniform at the event. And I remember seeing this guy's wearing a jacket. I got to go up and say, got to go talk. Yeah. And you mean like sports jacket? Like we were like kind of dressed up, like we could go to a corporate event. We could go to a a nice restaurant and everyone else is in hoodies and t-shirts. And yeah, we stood out. And then there was one other guy wearing some really funky outfit that I, I think I took a picture with, but yeah, we, we stood out from the crowd, man. That's, that's good. So I want to hear Ryan, I, you know, I remember you told me a little bit when we chatted, but for the benefit of our audience, like, you know, a bit about your background and what you do and what was your journey into NFTs? Was it through Gary, like I did, or was there some other way that you found out about it? Yeah. And again, going back to sort of entertaining and educating, hopefully my NFT journey does that. I think it's, a, a pretty good example of uh, you don't always get what you wish for. And sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. I actually spent, call it my first career, 17 years uh, leading membership sales and service for the Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey Club. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. And as we record this, the Lightning are in the Eastern Conference Finals right now against the Rangers. Game one, I think tonight, as you and I are recording this. By the time this comes out, that series will be over. So, Hopefully, the you know, by win. the time it comes out, hopefully they'll be three-time champions. That's but, right. Um, yeah, you know, I'm awesome. of course biased. So, <laughs> right. but yeah, I I grew up and I always wanted to work in sports. It's all I ever wanted to do, and I won't bore everybody with the backstory of getting a job in sports. People can connect with me on LinkedIn if they have interest there, but. I was working in sports for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we had really built something special. And this was before having won any Stanley Cups. 
and I was leading the membership sales and service efforts. We were doing a lot with digital marketing, automated email sequences, really segmenting our target audience. And we were seeing huge success. And right when we were on the brink of something extremely special, the pandemic hit. And I remember when we were kicked out of the offices, we expected to be back in a week. Mm -hmm. And fast forward about eight months, I was working closely with our president during the pandemic and he didn't want to seem callous to people's financial or mental health situations. So he didn't want me actively selling. Mm. And that was my job. And he kept telling me, Ryan, just do nothing. Keep developing your staff. But in terms of adding season ticket members, do nothing. Once a month, I was sending out a communication. But beyond that, I was doing nothing for about eight months. And we can all do the math on that when you're doing nothing for eight months. It doesn't really make sense. And And you work in um, sales. Yeah. Yeah. There was one uh, morning, it was a Monday morning, I remember where he called me up and he said, Ryan, you know, we both know this isn't working out and, you know, I'm going to have to to let you go. So now in retrospect, a couple of years later, I I don't try to hide the fact that I was technically let go. They treated me extremely well with a severance package. Yeah. And I was, of course, devastated. I spent about. And it was literally a pandemic that shut down the entire league. So it's not like it's something you did. Like, you know, every team was letting everything in entertainment and restaurants, like everybody got let go in that industry. Well, yeah. And that's what to to my next point, I took a day to to sob and I woke back up the next day and I said, okay, let's go get it. Let's figure something out. And I quickly realized that my entire resume like nobody was hiring anybody for my skill set because right. of this pandemic. And I was a little bit devastated. And I thought to myself, what can I do that will position me for success for the future, whether we go back to a normal or it's this new normal. And I really wanted to round out the marketing side of my resume. So I was actually being a little bit selfish. I thought, okay, I'll get a job where I'm spending more time in marketing. And then when I want to go back to sports business leadership, I will be well-rounded with sales and marketing and I'll be able to get a job really easily. So that's what turned me on to trying to polish up my marketing skills even more. And I, of course, went to Gary Vee and a lot of his online content. Mm. And I found surprisingly that he was talking about these NFTs. And the underlying technology intrigued me, but what really helped me, and I'll be curious to know what gave you the conviction to take a jump and buy a JPEG for, I I think at the time it was $2,000 for the the core vFriends floor. But for me, it really made sense because coming from the ticketing world and knowing that Gary was going to tie it to VCon, I, one, had the severance money from the Lightning to sort of play with a little Mm. bit. And two, I very much was secure in the fact that if NFTs didn't work at all, I would have the conference tickets and I could resell that and I could recoup my money. So it was a gamble that for me, I was willing to take because it had very, very minimal downside. So I took that leap and, you know, we all knew what that, I think it was minting week ended up looking like for all of us in terms of trying to figure out wallets and how. Yeah. All that yeah May 12th, 2021. Yeah. I mean, similar. I was very intrigued by, you know, the technology side, the idea that the web three and things are changing. And it took me a long time, a lot of listening to Gary 
on his podcast to understand NFTs and like what that meant and you know where they're going. And I just knew if he was creating something, I wanted to be part of it. And you know, I had kind of also like just bad luck that turned into good luck. You know, part of it was a bit was going through cancer at the time and treatment. And I had actually taken money out of my retirement and put some stuff aside to cover treatments. And a friend recommended we start buying cryptocurrency. And so I started using putting it into Bitcoin and Ethereum. And so it was essentially like ready to go when Gary, you know, announced that and and you know convinced my wife, hey, we need to buy some of these. And we, I think Gary's going to do some big stuff with it. Now here we are a year in. And he's had, he's done some big things. And interestingly, you know, the promise, one of the big promises from that time was, Hey, I'm going to throw this big conference for at least three years called VCon and your NFT is going to get you a ticket. And we're, of course, everyone is excited about that. We waited a full year and that conference finally happened as you and I recording this were just about, I think a week and a half or so removed from there. So I haven't even, you know, recorded a recap of, you know, episode for that yet. I need to do that, but I'm curious, like what your thoughts are, because I saw you there and we were planning to catch up, but it was like, I don't know, 5,000 people. I saw you a couple of times and we we're always like doing different things. And we never got a chance to like have a proper chat, which means, you know, we were seeing different parts and sides of the conference. So yeah. What, what were your like impressions of VCon and like, what were the highlights for you? You know, so I actually, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit during today's conversation, but yeah. When I go to something like VCon, it is really, truly a hybrid of a vacation for me because I find it interesting and NFTs are to some degree a hobby for me. Yeah. But also with some of my work initiatives, I also you know, work in what I would call the Web3 industry for about 50% of my day. So my employer supports that. And what I do for him is you know, I practice accountability and provide a recap. And I recapped it back to him and I said, I was extremely surprised that there wasn't a lot of technical talk. Mm. So I did end up taking a, uh, a good friend of mine to VCon and he's sort of new to the space and the VFriends community. And I think he expected to be a little bit overwhelmed, but he wasn't because there wasn't a lot of talk about the blockchain technology. And I put that in my report that I was surprised by the lack of, uh, of technical acumen that was discussed at the conference. I was pleasantly surprised at how motivating the speakers were. Yeah. So, for example, um, I believe it was Rick Adler who works closely with Snoop on his products or on, on his projects. Oh, yeah. And his son, Champ Medici, that was probably one of my biggest takeaways, how Rick and Champ were talking back and forth to each other with almost like they were saying 200 texts a day. And it really dawned on me, I'm working with some teammates right now that are reaching out to me like Champ would be to Rick. Mm -hmm. And they want to communicate their enthusiasm and they want to innovate via text message. But I'm not like... I'm not good at text messaging Mm. and it really done. I almost felt bad as if I let them down by not meeting them where they're most comfortable. So Hmm. as silly as it sounds, that may be something small that I could have learned anywhere. But that was my biggest takeaway amongst many other 
more people management lessons that I took away from the conference. And then the one thing that I think Gary planned on the whole time, which I expected and it actually over-delivered was uh, the relationship building. So I know there were some people that none of us were were looking back going, how did I not meet this person at all over the course of three or four days? Yeah, You and I only met minimally, which is sort of surprising. Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that, I was fortunate to just bump into a lot and really grow those relationships. So for me in the web three space, we're all figuring this out together. Those relationships are going to be what lifts everybody up, the ability to reach out and ask for help whenever we need it the most. So I don't know when I'll be able to help people or they'll be able to help me, but I'm here for it. And I'm in a much better place than I was before VCon. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I mean, this is something I've been saying for Many years now, because I've I've long gone to a lot of conferences. Like people go for the speakers, but what they remember are the people they actually meet, the the people that the values and the people that you meet there. You're not going to remember that many of the talks. And I'll be honest, like I thought VCon overall was amazing. I thought most of the like panel discussions and talks were not very memorable. Like not, you know, they were okay. There were a couple that were really good. But you know, a lot of them were just okay. But the but all the people, like you said, I just kept running into different people in the hallway. We're just talking, having conversations, taking pictures. You know, pretty much nonstop for three days. The events before were fantastic, and so that really added a lot of value too. Like the day before VCon, I went to four different events, and it was like I already got all my value from this. I didn't even need to go to the actual conference. But then, like you said, the conference over delivered on the people, the connections. There was a lot of space for that which was really cool. And then, you know, certainly learned a lot of things about what's going on. And you were talking about the closing conversation. Um, Champ Medici is Snoop Dogg's son and business. And the other guy you mentioned is his business partner on many investments. So the three of them, along with Snoop Dogg, were on stage talking about, you know, sort of like what their discussion has been like going into NFTs. And you're right, like you tell, they're probably just texting back and forth all day, every day about all the stuff that's happening. You know, same with Eva Longoria was on stage talking with one of her best friends about all the stuff they've been getting into. And, you know, they're just talking all the time, like trying to figure this stuff out, like many of us have been doing, which is, uh, which is really cool. So I was curious, you know, you got into VFriends a year ago, like I did. Did you then start getting into other NFT projects or did you just kind of like stick with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, I got into VFriends and I don't know what turned me on to it, but Probably the other big NFT purchase for me, and I remember purchasing it at like $200 when it was released, um, was a Metaverse HQ pass. And I don't know if you're familiar with Metaverse HQ. It's really is an alpha group. Yeah. A lot of advice on new projects minting. Right now, they're doing a lot of uh, allow list raffles and things of that nature. I believe there's only 1,500 token holders they operate extremely professionally. And for whatever reason, I got turned on to that one. And I'm much like you, I'm a big believer in continuous education. So that stood out to me as something that could provide me continued education in the uh, NFT space. So I picked up one of those tokens and I got exposed to a few other projects through there, which ended up providing me the liquidity that I've been blessed with to continue to learn in this space and tinker. But I don't get into the flipping too, too much. I watch a lot of projects. I'm fascinated by how their leadership team 
conducts business on Twitter or in their Discord or forever. I, I look at things like that. I, I, I like to obviously watch their marketing and sales strategies. But yeah, for a while, I had a lot of different projects that I think, you know, Many of us have had, you know, the alien friends, the crypto mores, things of that nature. Mm. For me, it became too much to keep track of. And I realized that I didn't necessarily need to be a token holder to be exposed to that education. True. So I've since trimmed it very far down. I'm pretty exclusive to, you know, I continue to hold my Metaverse HQ pass because it provides unbelievable education on the mm. entire space every single day. I've consolidated almost all of my resources into uh, basically the vFriends ecosystem. You know, I sort of gambled and went all in on book games and that paid off and I ended up getting the Red Devil, which was my goal. So that was cool. Nice. And then, you know, quite frankly, I, I like to have the liquidity to be able to mint and support friends and give them a boost. So yeah. I'm actually sort of ashamed that I haven't done it yet, uh, but I'm going to do it tomorrow morning when gas is low, much like you, I'm an early bird. So tomorrow morning is the day that I wake up and I mint my Jeremy Nose token. So, oh, yeah. you know, I'll support him. And to be honest, like, I don't know if I'll take advantage of those text notifications. I don't know if I need the utility, but I want to support Jeremy. So a lot of my wallet is filled up with support projects, let's call it. Yeah, and Jeremy, of course, is a well-known member of the VFriends community. He's kind of established himself as one of the most knowledgeable, connected guys who's hosted a lot of, I don't know, clubhouse chats and, and tweets a lot of information and, and people look up to him as like this kind of wealth of information. Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by Voice.com. Yeah, Voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with US dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.